I was talking with, talking with somebody, I don't know, I was witnessing somebody or whatever, and they said, you know, you realize we do have liberty now with this matter of grace and et cetera, et cetera, and, you know, so we can pretty much do, it's almost like a license to live the carnal life or license to sin because we're under grace. And that's, that's true that we're under grace, but as the Bible says in that verse right there, he said, we've been called unto liberty, but do not use liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. And so what are we to use our liberty for? So you'll see the very first, you know, underneath that the topic there, the life, the liberty, and the leading of the Holy Spirit. So we see here, the I'll get to the life in a minute, but the liberty here, he says, now don't use the liberty for the occasion of the flesh, which means this, uh, in our relationships, do I have liberty to to vent? Do I have liberty to be angry and just lash out? Yes, I have that liberty. But it says don't use that liberty for the occasion of the flesh, which would then go back to my lashing out and et cetera, et cetera. So what are we to use a liberty for? So we have this liberty. A liberty is something that gives us a release from bondage. And so bondage is what we're born under. Uh, we're born into bondage, the Bible says. And so uh, we're born into sin. So I remember the day that you received Christ as your Savior, amen, and you were set free from the bondage of sin. It no longer has to control us like it used to. Uh, and in some cases, it still does control us, but it doesn't have to. And so the liberty that we have through the Holy Spirit says we can be freed from the bondage because of Jesus, who has given us the Holy Spirit, and now we have the liberty to be able to be set free and released from bondage to be able to enjoy a whole new dimension of walking in the Spirit. So, uh, verse number 16, let's all read this verse together. Ready? This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so he says this in verse number 17, the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. So I understand this is a battle of, of the age. Uh, be always fighting against the flesh and et cetera, et cetera. But he says, you don't have to live in bondage. You can live, you have this liberty. Great, don't use the liberty for the flesh because the flesh is the bondage. And so people often think, oh, I can do what I want. Hang on a second, that is the flesh. And so really what you're doing is, I'm going back into bondage, not into liberty. And so the liberty is, I have the opportunity to be able to go over here and to live this life in the spirit. And so my life in the spirit now is liberty. This is fantastic. So Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so we know that Jesus is the life. So that first thought there is this matter of life. And then you see the, the second part, and that is the matter of liberty. And uh, I want us to just be very, very aware that the liberty comes from the Holy Spirit and walking in the spirit. Uh, it's just, I hear it all the time, you know, well, I, I can do what I want. I'm my own man. Have it your way right away, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all these philosophies are very damaging, even from good pastors or teachers or Christians that uh, will say living under grace. And so, you know, you have this, this liberty to be able to, to say what you want, do what you want, go where you want and all that. And God will just, you know, take care of it all. You let your kids do what they want. Not the case whatsoever. And we talked about the boundaries, fighting for our kids and all that, but uh, I just want to explain how important this matter of the Holy Spirit is. So 
Anyway, under this verse here, to walk literally means to tread all around, to be occupied with, and to fulfill is to execute or to, to accomplish. And so when I walk in the Spirit, I'm walking with or I'm tre- treading around, I'm occupied with the Holy Spirit uh, pretty much at all times. And then, then I'm allowed to fulfill or I'm not, I'm not going to fulfill or I'm not going to execute or I'm not going to accomplish the work of the flesh. And so let me ask you a question. So if my wife says to me, Bill, you need to take out the trash right now. Well, my very first instinct is you don't tell me what to do. Secondly is I don't have to do it right now. And thirdly is you need to change your attitude. Okay, so am I, am I wrong on this? Is that, is that, does anybody else think the same way? So any of you guys? Am I, am I, okay, thank you. Good, 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 thank you. So, now, <clears throat> am I right on all those three things? Yes, I am. <laughs> but, but, for me to say, um, listen, I get what you're saying, but don't talk to me like that. Is a work of, is a work of the flesh. Because that's what I'm thinking. And so I gotta be like, wait a minute. But I need to be occupied with the Holy Spirit. Okay, wait a minute. Whoa. Before I, my, my flesh kicks in, my mind kicks in, and then all of a sudden I get, wait a minute. Let's yield all these things to the Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Spirit, how should I respond? Oh, all of a sudden the fruits start to flood in. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness. And all of a sudden my words come out. Yes, babe, I would love to. Killer just said that. But because it's just what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do at that time. If I really am busy, you know, sweetheart, I would love to do that. Let me just finish this, this project right now. As soon as I do my project, I'll help you with this. Now, years ago, I would say, excuse me? What? I don't think so. That's not how we operate around here. But on walking in the Spirit, it's amazing how it changes my response and even though I think I'm right, it still can be a work of the flesh, even though I know I'm right. I mean, understand what I'm saying when I say that. So I know that I'm right, but it doesn't mean that I need to say that I'm right. It doesn't need, mean that I need to be able to respond that way. But I need to walk, take a step back in my heart and my mind and say, how does the Holy Spirit want me to respond? This is my wife, who I love and cherish. How does he want me to respond? How does he want me to talk to her? Uh, you know, even in the even in the in the church in the Christian circles, there's men that are like, "Bless God, this is my house. This is my, you know, I don't do what I want and way I want." And God called me to, you know, da, da, da. And, and I have some here. But I'm gonna tell you right now, that's in the flesh and that's sin. Because God has called me to lead, but to lead with love, lead with gen- lead with gentleness, and lead with meekness. And these are all fruits of the spirit. That I want to make sure that I'm walking in the fruits of the Spirit. So then you can flip, you can flip the coin and apply this to the ladies too. So I'm not picking on the men for a little bit, but it applies to the ladies. And uh, when he says, you know, I want that food now, where's my dinner? You know, and you're like, listen, you don't walk in here and tell me what to do like that. I worked hard, just as hard as you do, da, da, da. And it's just amazing 
uh, one way or the other, somebody's going to be kicking off some commands or you know ex- expectations, and the other person's got to be able to respond in the spirit to um, to uh, what's we're looking for to quench to quench the, the flames. Amen. Uh, anyway, number one, look at the life, <clears throat> the life, the life of the spirit. Uh, God's work depends on God's people. Can't stress this enough. Uh, the life of a family, the life of a church, the life even of a community. We had it yesterday. Uh, in Ezekiel there, it says, Yet if thou warn not the wicked, or warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Here's what he's saying. The, the, the children of Israel, or the, the remnant, saying, Listen, if you live right, you're going to deliver your soul. And God is going to use those people, the, the remnant, or whatever, to be able to be a witness to those, to warn them or whatever. But God's work depends on God's people. The life of anything, the life of a country. Today, America exists today, I believe, because of God's people. And so he says, when my, my people shall, are called by my name, I believe that if my people are God's people. And uh, so we are the hope. Uh, even though it's, okay, there's only however many right here in this class or however so many in our congregation in the church, um, the number doesn't really matter as much as the number of people who are walking in the Holy Spirit. Because that really, at the end of the day, that is the issue uh, for every single person here that when you go to work, place that you work, uh, your work is going to be blessed based upon the Christians. Not that I'm just saved. No, no, no. It's the Christians that's walking in the Holy Spirit, walking with God, uh, call by my name, humble themselves, seek my face, turn from your ways and pray and all these things. Well, what, what is all of that? That's kind of just say walking in the spirit just takes care of a lot if you're going to pray you're going to you know turn from your good ways all those things comes from walking in the spirit to be occupied with the spirit to listen to the spirit all of that and so whenever god moves he always starts with his people uh whenever god moves in a home it's because somebody in the home mom dad junior sally whoever is is praying or walking with the holy spirit you know whatever and there's always life uh, the Holy Spirit, when you got saved, the Holy Spirit moved in and he gave you eternal what? Life. And so that life always comes through God, comes to the, but tangibly here, it comes to the Holy Spirit. And so when you uh, have that eternal life, your soul and spirit are, are eternal. And uh, that's what it's been for all eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's been a great thing. Jesus gives it. He sends us the Holy Spirit. And uh, so that life comes through the Holy Spirit. And it's fantastic. But anyway. You'll see there, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, just quoted that. Uh, the focus of everything God does <clears throat> is his people. Uh, puts a responsibility on us, how important that is. And, um, boy, it's, it's just incredibly important. So understand the life. So the life of your home. Uh, do you know that you can be married and just be existing? Right? You can be married. Uh, you can have kids. You can go on trips. You can... You can uh, have a scrapbook. You can have a photo album in your phone. You can have beautiful wedding picture frames on your walls that have just beautiful pictures of you and your spouse. And, and when people come over to your home, they can say, man, what a beautiful home. Oh, those are such nice pictures. Where was that trip? Oh, that was over there in Florida. And oh, that was over there. And we took this other trip. And oh my, you guys must be such a happy couple. You have so many beautiful pictures and trips and all this and that. And you can have all those things, but it doesn't mean you have life. 
It doesn't mean that you got to happen in marriage. The thing that gives that thing life is walking with the Holy Spirit. That thing gives life to where, yeah, that was a great photo, but there's nothing there. We, we, we did stuff together. We walked around together, but there's nothing there. And what, what bears witness and what makes a, a huge pop or connection, man, is the Holy Spirit. And when I'm walking with the Spirit, she's walking in the Spirit. When you're both walking with the Spirit, also, I'm telling you, those trips come alive. Those walks in the park, they, they come alive. Those late nights sitting, talking, you know, on the sofa and you just thank God because you're going to bed finally. Um, those things come alive. They come, I'm telling you, they, 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 there's something special there. There's a deep connection there because of the Holy Spirit. It gives life. Very important. Uh, the warning, I just gave you the warning, but the church has a great challenge today. And I'm not going to go through all that. I just pretty much explained all the warning as far as being alive. Uh, but let me give you the, the number three now is the leanness. Uh, the leanness. Psalms 106, verse, look at that verse there. It's highlighted there in your notes. And just, just for the record, uh, you know, when I do my notes and stuff like that, this is how I do my notes. My, my verses are always highlighted because I don't want to miss the scriptures. Amen. But, uh, but in Psalms 106, verse 13, it says this. Here's the leanness. They soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness. Now watch this. Uh, and tempted God in the desert. And he gave them their what? Request. You see that there? Uh, he, the Lord, gave them their request, but sent what? Leanness into their soul. Now, go back again. Look at the beginning of that passage. They soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert, and he gave them their request. Now, here's what he's saying. He's saying, you understand, this is a day and age for the children of Israel. They wanted the, the, the life of Egypt, but God was calling them to the promised land. They didn't go to the promised land. They stayed in the wilderness. You know the story. And, uh, you know, God gave them the manna, clothes grew, clothes grew with their, their bodies, shoes grew with their feet, all that stuff. And they continued to want stuff from Egypt. And so they tempted God. And God was just putting up with them. And God says, fine, I'll give you your request. And they perceived it as answers to prayer. The manna was an answer to prayer. The water was an answer to prayer. The clothes with their back was an answer to prayer. The, the sand, the, the, going with their feet. This was, he gave them their request. Yes, he did. They, they got what they wanted and God gave it to them. But here's what God says. Understand, they got what they wanted, but they missed what they could have had. He sent leanness under their soul, which means this. Their souls were not full. Their bellies were full. But their souls were lean or their souls were empty. That sent leanness, which means it was a very, very small amount, a very, very, just, just, just enough, sustenance, enough sustenance just to get by. Gave them their request. Now, I fear a lot of times us Christians, we kind of live in the same area where we kind of, we have lusts of this world. We have things that we desire, and especially as younger, younger 20s and 30s and sometimes even in their 40s and whatnot there's always a, a little bit of a lust and desires to have the things you know, this is just material possessions but God is saying if I walk in the spirit and I desire the spirit and to hear the word of God and to be able to hear the things of the, of the Lord 
he can get me into the promised land in my life. Now, it's not in Egypt. He's going to bring me out of that. And wow, the amazing life, the amazing liberty that comes with being full of the Holy Spirit. But I see what happens here, and I see the leanness, and I think a lot of Christians live the, the lean life. Uh, not the mean life, but the lean life. Where we're just, we're just, we're doing enough, and God is answering our prayer. God has given me what I want. I'm praying for this, you know, truck. I'm praying for this thing. I'm praying for this other thing, and God give me this house, and all these things, and we all need all of these things. You have to live. I get all of that. But when it, when it occupies my lust and occupies all the things that I want, it's amazing when you're wanting to get things, a lot of times it creates a lot of strife in homes because of the lust of the things that we have called Egypt or the things of the world. We have to have them to live. You have to have clothes. I get that. You have to have a home. These things are just, just reality. We have to have these things. But when my lusts are so consumed with these things, then God, yes, will answer my, will give me my request, but leanness to my soul. So I have a full house, but an empty soul. I've got a, I got a full boat, but an empty soul. What does this mean? A marriage, a couple can have full everything, but it's possible that the couple can be empty. Now, they can be perceived as be like, God answered my prayer over this, and God answered my prayer over this, and these are all wonderful, tangible things. But is my soul full? Am I full of the Holy Am I just loving the Lord and loving the Holy Spirit and seeking for that? So just be careful of that. Just be, be aware of that and uh, be un- understanding what's going on with that. And so, anyway, um, now... Here's, a, here's, a, here's an interesting thought, number four, and that is this. The problem of being content. Psalm 17, 15 says this, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. And uh, this is the passage in Psalms that says, The eyes of man are never satisfied. You ever read that? The eyes of man are never satisfied. But David says, same author, David wrote both, both passages. David said this, I will be satisfied when I awaken thy likeness. And the day that I see Jesus Christ is going to be the day that I'm finally satisfied. He's not talking about things of the world. No, he's talking about his soul. His soul will be finally satisfied. What a great day it's going to be. But in the meantime, I have to understand there's life with the Holy Spirit. There's liberty with the Holy Spirit. And then that third thing is the leading. There's a leading of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm begging him to lead me, to guide me. The Bible says he guides me into all truth. I'm begging him to, 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 to just chart my course. Now, here's, here's, here's the very discerning thing. That I want to be satisfied with how the Holy Spirit leads me. What's very, very difficult, when I talk to, to especially young people, uh, and, I, and I counsel them, I'm like, listen, I know what you're telling me. Like, I know you want a car. I know you want to get married. I know all this. You want to have kids. I get this. You want to get a house. And you, all that. I get it. But let's just, just, just hang on for a second. <clears throat> Do you want that more than you want the filling of the Holy Spirit? And here's what they say to me. What is that? Like, 
I hear what you're saying, but what is that? Like, okay, I'm full. I mean, you know, how do you, how do you know that you're full? Like, I got it now. You know, it's just, how do you know that? Well, the truth of the matter is, nobody really knows, like, okay, I'm good. I just got full. I, I just got the, I just hit the F, you know, gauge, and I, I just got topped off. I'm good now. We really don't have that gauge. It's not like you can, you know, if I were to ask you, are you full of the Holy Spirit? You'd be like, if you would ask me, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so, yeah. But, but, I mean, you, I have those days that I really can feel, like, good spiritually, man. Like, it's had a good day. But there are some days that I'm like, I don't know. Am I full? I, you think I am? Because I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I ever, ever felt like that. You know, because you, you describe it and it's like, well, yeah, I, it sounds good, but it, what, what you're saying is all good and it's all biblical, but I don't know, like, so where do you discern between my flesh and the spirit and the things that I want? They're not bad, but I realize that if I want all these things all the time, then I'm not, so to, then I'm not full of whole, it's, it's a really unique balance. So here's what I tell them. This keeps your want, keep your wants right. So in other words, this. There's nothing wrong to want for the house and to get married on. It's part of life. I get that. But your wants ought to be more so where you're wanting the Holy Spirit to lead God and direct everything in your life. And you want the Holy Spirit to be able to trump anything that I want. So here's the thing. To, you know that, that Proverbs three, five, and six is such an epic passage. I know we, we we've quoted it till it's like worn out, but you can't wear out Scripture. But to trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and to lean not to thine own what understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge, and He shall direct thy. And is that true? I'm gonna say it's true. But I'm telling you, that's the hardest passage to live. That is so hard to live because if I'm going to really trust in Him. And lean that to my own understanding. Okay, so let's just use the, let's use the house. I mean, we, we all want a house. So I say, okay, I want a house. I want that house. But the price is a little high. And every good realtor is going to make it to where you think you can afford it. It's just the way they work. Okay, so, but it's a little out of my budget. But, oh, oh, and then she, oh, she has to have it. Can you bring it down just a little bit? We'll give you like 10000 10, off. Do, do closing costs. Da, 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 da. We'll try to finagle everything. Not budget. Not moving. I know I can't afford it. Okay, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. Okay. My flesh says, I got to have it. But I don't have an open door. Yet. I'm trying to be frugal and stewardly to make sure this is going to work out and so this is a, this is a struggle do i how do i know do i step out and just say walk by faith and just pray to god he's going to give me a raise or do i say no i got to make sure we can make this thing work and we'll just have to wait till god works it out and we're going to just trust in god that's the decision every couple has to make now I will say, there's been times in my life I've made, I would, I look back at it now after 20 years of marriage and say, 
I made a mistake. I wanted it bad, and I made it work. Just made it work. But I wasn't led to make that decision by the Holy Spirit. I, I can say, and I can remember at that time, I would tell my wife, well, I have great peace with this. Well, sure, I have great peace with it. I want it. Well, yes, I have great peace with it. But did I saturate this thing in prayer? Was I really denying my flesh, allowing the Holy Spirit to give me a good understanding to make a very good decision? I would have to say there were times in my life that I did not do that. And it just comes down to, when I look back at, look back over my life and review these decisions, I would have to say there were a lot of those decisions I made because I wanted them. I understand what I'm saying. And so, boy, to be have the life of the Spirit in my home, to have the liberty to be able to have this walk in the fruits of the Spirit, not to be able to respond to my flesh is fantastic. But then now to have the leading of it is a whole different ballgame. To hear that still small voice and to be content with a no. To be content with, you know what? I want it so bad, but I've got to be content with where I am and what God is allowing. And if it doesn't fit my means, it doesn't fit what I have, it doesn't, it's not going to work in the long run, I have to use wisdom and discernment to allow the Holy Spirit to shut those doors and save me a lot of heartache. And I would say something, I wish, you know, you, see, you can always say, I wish, I wish that. But in many cases, I wish there had been somebody who had said, who had said to me, you know, 20, 15 years ago when I was making these young, still making stupid mistakes, don't get me wrong. I was like, I'm making a lot more of them back then. But I wish somebody would have said to me, you know, go hang on a second. This is probably something that you really want, but you better be led by the Holy Spirit and make sure it's not your flesh and make sure it's not what you want. And it's okay if it's what you want and God opens the door, but if it's, if it's not there and you can't afford it and it's, it's, it's not, uh, you know, something that's, you know, something you can maintain. You can't afford the utilities on it. You can't, uh, you know, you can get something big as far as even a vehicle, but you can't afford the insurance or the fuel and da, 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 da. All the other things that uh, you have to consider and it would be wise for your kids, you know, to get your, all the things, especially money. Money has a lot to do with everything. Um, boy, Bill, just... It's okay for you not to have everything right away. Just wait. Well, I wish somebody would have said that to me. And maybe somebody did. Maybe I missed it. You know what I mean? And so I got thinking about that, like, well, maybe somebody did, I just wasn't paying attention. Because I can consume things upon my lust. And that's what he says to the children of Israel. You lusted, you lusted, you lusted, I gave it to you. Ah, but lean this to my soul. Uh, can I say Jesus gets sweeter and sweeter every day? But I realize as a result of me getting sweeter, my flesh gets more denied. And the things that I want are less and less and less. And so I don't know if it's just getting older. Uh, I don't know if it's just walking more in the spirit. I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, but I can tell you it's a sweet thing when the soul is full. And amen. So anyway, I pray that. Let's pray. I'm going to pray help us this morning. But thanks so much for your love to us. Lord, I think of the, the life, liberty, and the leading of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, how we need this in our homes. How we need this in our lives. Uh, Lord, how important it is that we understand 
or that you want us to be full of life, full of liberty, and full of your leading. Lord, I pray you help every one of us here today. Uh, Lord, I think of uh, the different lives here, the different marriages here. Lord, we talk about some things I believe that uh, are relevant. Lord, we all uh, struggle with this balance lusting for things of the world, but yet lust, wanting you, Lord Jesus, and to be able to know when you are opening the door for us to have things and opening the door to, to, to take the next step in our lives. So, Lord, I pray we would keep you first and foremost, that we would hunger and thirst after you, or that you would give us the desires of our heart and the, the things that we would desire would be the things for you, for souls, for the Scriptures. Uh, for your statutes, Lord, I pray that you help us today. Lord, thank you for the church. Thank you for this class. Lord, I pray your blessings be upon every single person here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>